previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Then the MC asked for the crowd vote, yada, yada. He said, gosh, it's really close. And he tossed it over to Jay and he said, Jay, what do you think? And Jay Wright grabbed the microphone and goes, I'll take the dunk for a walk on, but the Speedo's hot. I got to go with the Speedo. Oh, I lit up like I was blessed by the Lord himself. It was really incredible. (laughs) And I sprung over to him, reach out my hand, and he said something to me that I will take to my grave. He said, congratulations, don't touch my shirt. Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Hey, Littles. Littles. Roxy. Yeah, Chuck. Jam freaking packed episode. Uh, Again. Now, I know most of you think you know what that means. You ain't seen nothing yet. Nope. The most jam packed episode we've ever had. No. So we need to get right to it. Let's do it. Okay, first, we cannot start this episode without a huge shout out. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, I think it was Tony Beast in episode nine that posted or tweeted or something like this, and we couldn't agree more. No. It said something like this. The big show used to have the turnaround jingle. Well, the Loyal Littles podcast has the turnaround drawing. We sure do. Okay. We sure do. I mean, look, we all know, and we sing his praises all the freaking time, but Eric Lonergan. Episode four. Episode four. Holy crap. This <laughs> above and beyond. And oh my gosh, I know. Littles, I don't Every think you, time. I don't think you quite understand. This literally came in within hours, yeah, not even. Yeah. Like we dropped the episode. We were at your nephew's birthday party. We were. Shout out Travis. Happy yeah. birthday. And we're sitting there and it's like noon. I dropped the episode like at 1030, I oh feel like. Gosh. And all of a sudden we get this amazing drawing of Simon, Simon. On, top on, of a, a fer- on top of a ha- hamster, on top, on top of, of a, a Ferris wheel, a big wheel, a big wheel quote unquote, hanging onto the edge of the earth right. with the Burger King logo on his shirt. Yes. That was my favorite part. The oh, it was subtle. So the detail. I okay. Mean. That was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I only sit here and pray that Ritz has already been drawn because if he hasn't been, <laughs> we might never hear from him. We might need to check. Someone needs to check on Ritz. Okay. But seriously, unbelievable. It's, oh. And look. As Eric, you, you're so talented. Yeah, Stop and, it. And most of you know, he is the one that created our podcast logo. Yes. But I mean, I don't even know what else to say, except that if you would like to support his efforts, please do this. It's in our show every notes. credits we have. It's in our show notes. Yep. Okay. But seriously, the best way I think to support him, he'd probably say make a donation to Rocco's Warriors, knowing him. But we're going to say go to redbubble.com. He has a store over there, Littles. Yep. Redbubble.com. It has some of our logo stuff on there, but he has all of his other stuff there. Yeah. All you need to do is go to redbubble.com and search Eric Londrigan. Yes. Okay. Now, the key is, though, make sure it's all one word, no spaces. Yeah. So it's E R I C L O N D E R G A N. His store should come right up. And, you know, there's some really great stuff over there, and you can make some oh, purchases. Oh, yeah, a lot of stuff that's still, that's related to, you know, the big uh, show and everything that we lo- we know and love. Shower curtains are over there. If you yep, want a Loyal yep, Littles podcast yep. shower curtain, you can there's get that a, over there. There's, a pizza design, how you eat your pizza. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff related to our show and the big show. Yes. And then uh, some of his own stuff. Yeah. You know, he also yeah. has those stickers of all the planets. Uh-huh. That's as far as I'm going to go with that. <laughs> Uranus. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> seriously, just head on over to redbubble.com. Support his stuff yeah. i mean uh, eric bravo uh, you know we got to do this 
I mean, that was just absolutely brilliant. So we're going to kick. How's You're that? You're an artist, Eric. How's that for A block above the fold? Okay, <laughs> that's the best we can do. I mean, really, that's all we can do. So, okay, where are we going next? Oh, we have some housekeeping to get done. We wanted to give a quick shout out. I, feel, I hope he doesn't hate us. He said we didn't have to, but I'm going to do it anyway. Shout out Brian Kissel, episode 173, for becoming a supporter yes. of the podcast. Uh, he gave us one of those one-time donations. We're it was so really grateful. sweet. Very grateful. All the littles that support us. Thank and you, thank you, thank you. Either your supporters or you've used our Venmo page. Mm -hmm. Just thank you. That's yeah. all we can say. Yeah. And we're just so grateful. Yep. So if you'd like to do that, just head on over to our website. LoyalLittlesPod.com. Scroll to the bottom. You'll see our link. I believe it's for Spotify now. It'll yep. say, click here to support the podcast. And you can become a supporter of our podcast for as little as 99 cents a month. Yes. Not an episode, a, a month. month. So... More times you're getting eight episodes for 99 cents. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't beat that, right? No. Except you can get it for free, but right. that's besides the point. <laughs> anyway, but then if you don't like the reoccurring thing, which we get, because then that your credit card gets billed every month for yeah. 99 cents or whatever amount you choose. If you don't like that, just go to our Venmo page and just search. LLPod. That's our code. Use our code. LLPod. And then you'll see our logo, beautifully drawn by Eric Londrigan, episode four. Yes. And you'll know that's us. And you can give us a one-time donation of any amount. Yes. It could be a penny. Yeah. Every little bit helps. That's Every all I'm going to say. Every little bit helps. So we really appreciate that. Now, we've had some issues and emails, and we even heard from episode 178 last episode <laughs> about this whole kerfuffle. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. It's a kerfuffle about... <laughs> You know, Who who's the winner of the third wheel contest <laughs> chair, okay? So we just thought, what better way to figure this out? We're going to try to get to the bottom of it, okay? Yeah, we're going to the source. Episode 178, this is for you, yeah. okay? So we're going to go right to the source. Yes. Now, I'm not sure what kind of condition that source was in, but <laughs> we're hoping that source is in good condition now, and we're going to find out. Please welcome back to the podcast, episode 53, Dina, Dina in Damascus. Hey, hey Dina, Dina, how's, how's it going? going? Wow, that was pretty good, Roxy. <laughs> Just great. It was great seeing you guys at Jingle Fest. Oh, yes. Fantastic. It was so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know if you've been, if you're caught up on the podcast, but we've gotten into a little kerfuffle here. Yep. We love that. I love that. Yeah, movie. I've heard. I've gotten texts from people. <laughs> I've gotten messages from people. We kind of felt like we knew what was going on, but we decided to go right to the source yes. here. Because we're not okay. sure what's going on. Now, let's get your version. All we know is we, we went up. They draw a ticket. Smitty Scoop comes up saying, I'm the winner. You come running up saying, no, Neil from Rockville's the winner. And, and then, then later you, later say, you no, say, no, Mo Warner's right. the winner. So, Dina, what up? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, the real answer is, in fact, Mo. Mo is the winner. Okay. But what, what happened, he's, by the way, one who's been texting me concerned that he wouldn't get the third wheel because I believe he put all his tickets he did. in. Yeah. yeah. So, he did. He was really excited when he won, and then the podcast had really concerned him. So here's what happened. There are <laughs> Sorry, Mo. a couple of people who I don't see often who I really like. Yes. Patrick Smith is one of them. Uh -huh. um, Neil in Rockville, even though he lives in Rockville, which is not far from Damascus, I hardly ever see, and I was thrilled that he was there. Yeah. And Mo, I've only met once or twice, but I also like him. So what happened was... I said goodbye to Neil in Rockville, and I was sorry he was leaving, so I gave him a hug, and then I go to the bar, and, okay, this might now be my third lemon drop. So Who's we'll, we'll just say, yeah, so it was on the counter, and then Mo comes up to me and says, I've got to leave, but I have these tickets, and I said, oh, I'll take them, and I go in for a hug, and I knock over said lemon drop. That's and, where I was, yes. Yes, yeah, so Roxy was with me, and the 
bartender was really kind of upset about this. And it turns out it's because I was the second woman who went in for a hug for Mo that oh. spilled her drink. And I wow. believe, I believe the other one was Jamie, but I'm, I'm not positive. Okay. Uh-huh. But anyway, we'll have her so, on next episode yeah. for five minutes. <laughs> we'll get to the bottom of that so, too. Okay, go ahead. I was all flustered, but the bartender cleaned it up, said goodbye to Mo, have the tickets in my hand. Then I wander over and talk to Patrick Smith for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then time passes and there's the raffle and I won the coasters and I was all excited. But when they were doing the third wheel, I also had put tickets in. So I'm looking at all the tickets and then I realized the person who handed me the tickets won. The last person I talked to was Patrick Smith. So I said, oh, Patrick won. Uh... And then I was like, oh, wait. He's here. If he's here, why would I have his tickets? That's what so I was thinking. Yes, it can't be Patrick Smith. It must be Neil in Rockville because Neil, I remember giving him a hug. And then I thought, oh, wait. <laughs> the drink that was spilled when I said goodbye to Mo, and that's when I realized, in fact, it was Mo. And that was verified by Roxy. She was there at the time. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well. All right. Congratulations, Mo. You officially yes. won First, the let's third start wheel there. spot. Yes. Congratulations, Mo. We can't Mo. wait to have you on. <laughs> um, we're gonna hook everyone up though. We'll we'll figure out something either with five mediocre minutes oh, yeah. or something. Yeah. You know, because you know, as Brandon, the programmer for this said fine podcast, yes. says we're not ending at least till three hundred. Right. So he's like, we've got plenty of time. <laughs> That's right. And, and uh, okay, so at least we know. Okay, so Mo is the official winner of yes. the third wheel contest. Yes. Yay for Mo. <laughs> yes. But I would say nobody should ever give me tickets yeah. again. Yeah, or lemon drops or right. whatever they're called. Is that oh, what they're no, called? Oh, no, fine. no, no. The lemon drops were fine. Oh, I yes. just can't have any more responsibility at Jingle Fest. <laughs> other than because I was already passing out the raffle tickets. Right. So, right. You know, yeah, that was a lot. That was, right. that was Yeah, it was. It was. And it I was. understand why he wanted to give them to you and not to me in case... I oh, don't yeah, know. That, that, that would have been that looks fishy. Right. Yeah. Suspicious. Yeah, right. So, so, okay. Correct. Good. I'm just glad we got it, to the bottom was, of it. So now we can program yeah, this was, fine show. Yeah. yeah okay. And it was a great, great time at Jingle Fest. I mean, oh, it was, gosh. that was a fabulous week. Yes. You're not doing any raffles at Summer of Littles, are you? No. Okay. No, I still might do name tags, but okay. no raffles. All right. Okay. The name tags were yes. amazing. Major shout out for that. Yes. Yes. They are those, amazing. Those are fun to do. And, the and I get all, all those littles who didn't ask for a key or for um, a name tag. Why not? It They're was dopes. free. That's why. Yes. Oh. Don't be a dope. Don't be a dope. Ask, ask, ask for a name tag, tag and yep. use the code. Yep. That's all I can say. So, all right. Well, Dina, thank you so much for coming on and and figuring this all out. So now we know who our third wheel will be. Yes. And Mo, you better bring it. That's all I can say. Yep. We'll be in touch soon. Absolutely. (laughs) Bye. I don't know about you, Roxy, but I'm kind of loving these five mediocre minutes. There are a lot of now that we've had so many episodes. I know. It's it's nice to go back and revisit some of these. And I'm so glad we finally got to the bottom of that. (laughs) But. Before we get to our Meet the Littles guest, mm-hmm. which you're not going to want to miss this one. This no, is, no. It's big. Stick around, It's folks. big. It's huge. Big. Big. Big, big, big. Yeah. Anyway, we have a new contest. <laughs> yeah, we do. We're very excited about this. <laughs> We're going to credit all of this. I mean, not necessarily for the contest idea. That was me, but... This is all because of Scott Moffat, episode 77. He doesn't even know this. No. He has no idea about nope. this, okay? But he posted something on one of our pictures that I posted from Jingle Fest Weekend. Yes, on set. Uh, well, and it spurred the thought process of Chuck here, and we have prizes to give away. So I'm like, we have to have a new contest. Yeah. We haven't had a contest in a while. So 
this is what it is. We're going to post the picture on our Twitter page, on our Facebook page, all over the place. It's basically Roxy and I on the set of PTI. We yes. were very fortunate enough. Shout out Bonnie Burko, episode 150, for hooking that up. Mm -hmm. And actually, Dina helped us hook that up. Yep. But Bonnie gave us a tour, let us go on the set, take some pictures, all that great stuff. Yeah. Well, on one of the pictures, <laughs> Scott Moffat, episode 77, he basically posted this dialogue. Now, we're going to tweak it a little bit, okay? But this is what it was. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Chuck from the Loyal Littles Podcast. Roxy, do you know why it's best to stand against a wall when you visit NASA? I'm Roxy, also from the Loyal Littles Podcast. Is that because they love exploring Uranus? Ah, all right. So this is what we're going to do. <laughs> We're going to have a little caption contest. Yes. Okay. Oh, I love this. So we're going to give you all the details. It'll be in the show notes. Basically, just email us your best caption or, you know, it can be your best PTI open. Mm -hmm. That's fun. I hope mm -hmm. we don't get in trouble for that. I, I don't think we would. I mean, we're on the set of PTI and yeah, I think it's okay. I think I didn't so. even think about that. I think it'll be fine. So yeah, give us your best PTI open or it could just be caption or Loyalist you could podcast open. Yeah. Or you could give us uh, draw little bubbles over our heads. Mm -hmm. And what are we thinking at the time? It's just stuff. And Eric, it can be anything. <laughs> right? No, no, Eric. Draw us again, do, Eric. No, Eric, do not, <laughs> do not draw the PTI set. <laughs> no, don't, don't stop. I'm putting an end to that. Okay. You do too much for us already. But no, you could just draw little bubbles over our heads sure. and with cl witty, clever anyone comments. Can do that. Okay, yeah. anyone, yeah, anyone can do that. <laughs> or like I said, if you want to do what Scott did just there, like I said, Scott knew nothing about this. I mean, he sent that in, which we thought was really clever, and so we we're gonna use it as a contest. We don't even know what the cutoff is, so maybe we'll we'll say summer littles will be the cutoff. We'll see. We'll okay, see. It'll okay. definitely run for the month of for July. The month of July, that and then we'll good. find a winner. We'll pick a winner. Yep. We'll get some guest judges, and we'll pick a winner, and yeah. then we'll. Uh, so you got a whole month, littles. Really yeah. think but don't this wait because we want to <laughs> read some of these every time. You know, if we can, now, I don't know if we'll get to one, all of them. But one entry per person. Ooh. Or are we going to allow them? You to know, do Roxy, I hate when we do these things and we don't think it through before we start talking <laughs> about it. We'll get back to you we'll on that. We'll get back to you One on that. for now. One entry per person, yes. and we'll see how that goes. Yeah. And, yeah, we'll take it from there. Yeah. So get it into our email. WTFCpodnet at gmail.com. Or just go to our website. LoyalLittlesPod.com. And it'll, all that will be there. And you can, we'll put, you know, we'll even create a little link. I'm creating oh, more yeah. work for me. I don't know why I'm doing this. We could create a little page. Well, yeah, we'll do a link where we did the, yeah. where we had the Jingle Fest yeah. stuff. Yeah. Maybe we can make a Google Docs. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we already had Dina on. <laughs> Dina's gone. Dina's not here to help us anymore, Roxy. I'll do it. I can do uh, it. Really? Probably. Okay. All I right. Think. Careful what you wish for. Okay. Miss, I'll update Instagram. Well, okay. That's different. Okay. <laughs> so don't go anywhere, littles. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Carol Conley. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Semper Fi, all you loyal littles. All 
right, Loyal Littles, this one's lots of fun. We are being played in by a band called Money for Guns. And we have actually have an email that goes along with it. It says, hey, fellow followers of the Orange and Bald, I hope all is well with you and you aren't being worn out by playing too many amazing venues, Jingle Fest, and all things big time. On episode 191, that's Will Salisbury, I mentioned the masterpiece the band was working on, and it is complete, scheduled for a release on August 19th. So Littles, we are so lucky we get a sneak peek at one of the new songs off the new album. And it's called All the Catholic Girls Love Paul Simon. And it's off the new album that will be released in August called All the Darkness That's in Your Head. It's available for pre-sale right now, and you can do that by heading on over to Spotify. All the links and information will be over there. You can also follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Money for Guns. And we'll post a link to the Spotify and iTunes in the show notes, but you can just head on over there and search Money for Guns. But the most important thing, as always, is we will play the full song, All the Catholic Girls Love Paul Simon, at the end of the podcast. time to meet the bigs and roxy yeah Chuck. how lucky are we we're very fortunate such, right now such a fascinating story and we actually did some homework for this we one. did we'll get into that in a second please welcome to the podcast jeff ma hey jeff how's it going things are good thanks for having me i've oh. been hearing a lot about this podcast so it's good to finally be on <laughs> are you maybe we should start there no i'm just kidding the pleasure's all ours yes seriously we really appreciate this now full disclosure i haven't read the book yet it's on my list though i swear to you but <laughs> Roxy, I wanted her to know a little bit about you because Roxy, in full disclosure, is not what we call a little. I mean, most people consider her a little now. We kind of deem the the term tiny because she just went along for the ride. She puts up with me as a little. Yeah. And but basically, we watched Twenty One last night we did. to prep for this. So I wanted her to wow. see. I hadn't seen it in a while, and I'm like, mm-hmm. we have to watch this tonight because mm-hmm. you're going to get to talk to this guy tomorrow. So yeah. we're really excited. And Jeff, as most listeners know, we like to go way back. Take us way back. Where did you grow up? Things like that. Tell us a little something about yourself. Let's see. I grew up in a town called Worcester, which is just an hour outside of Boston. Born of Asian American parents, or sorry, Asian parents, I guess not. They migrated to the U.S. in the, I guess, the 60s. My dad came over to get a master's in chemical engineering at Notre Dame. And my mom came over to get a master's in nursing. And she was a nurse anesthetist for many, many years. My dad ended up getting a Ph.D. from MIT in chemical engineering and was a chemical engineering professor at a school called WPI, Worcester Polytechnic Institute for many, many years. And so they lived in Worcester pretty much their formative life after college and had a pretty normal life, meaning had three kids. And my dad was a professor at WPI his entire career. My mom was a nurse anesthetist, worked at probably two or three different hospitals her entire life. I had two sisters. One, unfortunately, the oldest one passed away. So I have one sister now. I live in the Bay Area and I have two kids, James and Charlie. I'm married. My wife's name is Catherine. We met at a water polo tournament. Um, we both played water polo growing up, like as they talk about on the 
on the TK show and she was a pretty legit player, meaning she went to UCLA and won three national championships. I played in high school because I went to Phillips Exeter Academy, which, you know, many people are going like, oh, how did, how did you learn to play water polo growing up on the East Coast? Well, Exeter was actually pretty big in water polo. There was a guy coached there by the name of Roger Necton, who Exeter had these unbelievable pools that they'd built they'd, and they needed stuff to do with them. And so they, they started a water polo program. And a lot of the prep schools actually have water polo at the time, but Exeter was sort of the best. And I got into water polo there and then ended up coaching water polo at MIT almost as like a hobby after I graduated from college. So I've been around the sport and love the sport anyways. So there's a total non sequitur, but that's going deep. Oh no, that's okay. I love that. That's what we like to do here. Yes. All right. We all know that. Well, a lot of people probably don't know the story, but if you do, I'm still, there's so much more to dive into. And I don't know how much you'll be able to get into or how much you want to get into and whatever is fine. But Roxy saw the movie 21 last night for the first time. Yes. And she was like floored by the whole, there's so many questions, some you might not want to answer and that's totally fine. But why don't we continue? Like, did you go to MIT because of your dad or like, where did that come from? Uh, good question. So I don't ever like to admit this publicly, but I really wanted to go to Harvard (laughs) and I didn't get into Harvard. And the reason that I want to go to Harvard was where I went to prep school, Phillips Exeter Academy that was sort of like the ultimate penultimate goal. And right. both my sisters had gone to MIT before me. My dad went there and uh, I got in there and I also got into, I think Brown and Johns Hopkins. And, mm-hmm. but you know, I, essentially I, I ended up going there because it just seemed like the best of the schools that I had gotten into and I could play water polo there, but they had a division three varsity team and water polo is kind of a funny sport on the East coast because all the colleges, it's non-divisional. They play against each other. So we used to play against Navy or Princeton or Harvard or any any of the, you know, the bigger schools. And you know, going to MIT, like I wouldn't have been able to play at some of those better schools, but at MIT I could play. Yeah. And uh, so water polo and then the academics and going to school in Boston seemed pretty exciting. Yeah. So all those things added together. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, and it sounds like you met some influential people and stuff like that. Now, take us into the the next section of your life. I mean, like we said, we we know the movie, if you've read the book, stuff like that. I mean, how much is that loosely based on? Is it all true? I mean, can you go into that at all? Yeah, absolutely. So the book was written with basically the writer, Ben Meserich. He'd written six books before, and his career was kind of at a crossroads. He'd mostly written these kind of like Michael Crichton type medical thrillers or science thrillers. He'd written in an X-Files book and he kind of like was in that world. And then I told him and I knew him socially. And I also kind of thought like what we did could always make a good movie or a book. Uh Mm -hmm. And I think people often think that about things in their lives. And so, you know, I had written different passages or introductions to the book, but I wasn't a writer at that time. Like I didn't know that you could just write a book. So I kind of had shied away from it. And then, I kind of approached Ben and I said, Hey Ben, I I think I have a really good idea for your next book. He said, well, what is it? And I said, well, me and my buddies from MIT, we go to Vegas and we use math to beat the casinos. And he kind of like looked at me sideways and kind of just said like, listen, I don't think anyone wants to read a book about a bunch of MIT nerds. (laughs) And then I took them with me to Vegas three months later. And he was like, this is really cool. We should write a book about this. 
And I said, okay. And then we approached this publisher and, you know, Ben had written six books at this time. So it wasn't like he was just this rando saying, I want to write a book. Like there was some level of anticipation, but his publisher basically said, listen, this is interesting, but I don't think anyone wants to read a book about a bunch of MIT nerds. She actually said, this kind of seems more like a small feature piece or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so we didn't listen to her. And instead we went and we wrote Bring Down the House. And essentially what happened for about, I'd say the better portion of a month is that Ben and I met almost every day where I would tell him stories and we would meet at night and then he would go back and do research and write during the day. And we'd go back and forth and he'd ask me questions like, oh, what was this really like? Or did this really happen? And he just kind of concocted this sort of narrative and story where he did research on his own and essentially created a story based on the whole idea of the MIT Blackjack team and my experiences. And so he certainly augmented them quite a bit. Like, you know, his style of writing, he calls it narrative nonfiction, is he's sort of based on loosely on a real story mm-hmm. where elements, I think, of everything that happened in his books are real. Uh-huh. Whether they all fit together the way he does is probably not true. And then, you know, he went on to write quite a few books of this type. He went on to write The Accidental Billionaires, which got turned into a social network, which is sort of like that quintessential Facebook book. Yeah. And he's just kind of done that. And then eventually... Kevin Spacey, who we're not really allowed to talk about it anymore, but a person that worked for him by the name of Dana Brunetti read the, so Wired Magazine did an adaptation of the book, uh-huh. at, you know, funnily so, where um, they took an excerpt from the book and put it in the magazine. And this one was when Wired was really hot. And this was maybe a month before the book came out. Dana read that article and thought it was so cool that he wanted to find out, you know, who Ben was and wanted to sort of get ahead of it and buy the project before it even really got out there. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, the Today Show was really interested in the book and they actually had Ben come on the day the book launched and talk about the book. Mm -hmm. So that made the book a phenomenon and a cultural phenomenon. It became a New York Times bestseller for over a year and it was just, it was awesome. Now, but the story itself, because Roxy would look at me all throughout. The, she's like, can they do that? Blah, blah, blah. Because, I mean, technically what you were doing wasn't illegal, right? Yeah, it's not illegal. It's um, been tried at the highest level of the Supreme Court. It's not illegal. It's using your brain to be the game. Yeah. Right. But the problem is that it's a lot of uh, gray area in casino gaming. And you're not allowed to use a device to beat casino games. Right. That's for sure. Right. So, like, you brought a computer in or, well, you know, not of course, because that wasn't the case initially, right? Oh, really? The okay. reason this became a case was because Ed Thorpe, the guy that discovered card counting, and Claude Shannon, who's the guy that invented information theory, they actually tried to build a computer to beat roulette Mm. and they actually brought this computer kind of in and smuggled it. And I think that was when they actually made it illegal to use a device to beat the casino games. Now there are people that believe that if you alter the odds of the game somehow, that it's unfair. Right. And clearly like putting random dice in or that that's illegal. Sure. But if you know how to roll the dice in a certain way, there's things called dice mechanics that slide the dice <laughs> so that the dice are not going to hit seven as often as they normally would. And like everyone's looking for an edge sure. to some degree. And this idea that, you know, you can use your brain to create an edge. Now, 
I think you and I and all of us believe that that shouldn't be illegal, but I think there's people in the casino that would say like, well, I'm not sure because you aren't playing by the rules. And in many ways, the casinos believe that you losing or you having a negative expected value are sort of terms of the agreement, meaning like you're agreeing that over time you'll lose. Otherwise, you shouldn't be in the casino. That's just blows my mind Interesting. and then of course she you know was going on and on about when they're taking you in this back room and oh, you know I'm like, having a discussion with you shall we say i'm like how is that okay that is not okay i mean how are they not arrested right. and stuff like that you right. know i mean right. again you have to think about vegas 20 30 years ago right. not even 20 30 years ago let's talk about it, 30 40 years ago yeah, yeah. probably 40 or 50 years. i mean it's it's kind of dating myself it's like it, it, to think about when Casinos used to kind of be run much more by the mob than these yeah. big corporations. Right. They definitely did take liberties at that time right. that they wouldn't take now. Sure. Certainly now, it, the main issue is they have the right to refuse service to anyone they right. want. Yeah. Basically for any reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. reason. As long as they're not discriminating against you based on you being part of a protected class. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And card counters are sadly not a protected class, right? Card counters are just people that they refuse service to for any reason. And so essentially what they're doing is they're, what they would say they would do, like right now, if I went to a casino and tried to play, they would pull me aside and they would say, Jeff, you can't play blackjack here. And I'd say, no, I'd say, I'd say, oh, okay. And they'd say, listen, and we also, because you tried to play blackjack and you knew you couldn't play, we don't want you on our premises. And we're going to make you sign this thing that says that we told you that we don't want you on our premises. And if you ever come back, then we can arrest you for trespassing because you've signed this thing saying you know you're not allowed here. Would, would you have to sign it? I'm not sure. I'm like, I I've leave, never signed you know? one of those. <laughs> okay. I, I literally, at the first sign that I'm going to get yelled at in any situation, I'm out of there. So yeah, right. I've never had to do that. I've just pieced out before yeah, that's just, ever happened. You know, yeah, right. Understandably, just, just, yeah. Right. Gotcha. Wow. Littles, I hope you find it as fascinating as we are because just the whole concept, and you know, like I said, it's not technically illegal. You know, you, like you said, you're no, using, you're your, using brain. your brain. It's like, like you're smart, so and you're using that. It's like telling someone like, they can't go on a, you know, Jeopardy or something yeah, like that because yeah. they're too smart or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's so interesting. Now, you said earlier in the interview, you said the MIT Blackjack t- team. Is that what you were called? Well, there was a, there's been a longstanding group at MIT that's done this blackjack stuff. Like oh, okay. I was not the first and certainly was not the last to be a part of it. And so, yeah, so the MIT blackjack team has been something that's been around for quite some time. It's not like we wore, you know, varsity letterman jacket or anything. Oh, no, like that. right. <laughs> Can you imagine like the water polo team or something, but yeah. Okay. So now after MIT, what happened then? Where'd you go from there? So let's see. So after MIT, I graduated and went to Chicago where I was a trader. So back when I was graduating from college, so this is in 1994, the internet was just being started. So there was no concept of like starting internet companies quite yet. Mm -hmm. And most of the people that did engineering and didn't want to go into engineering went into like finance or consulting. And so I became a trader on the Chicago Board of Options Exchange. And it was like the most natural thing from my sort of blackjack days. I went out there and what I found was that like finance just wasn't my thing. Mm -hmm. And I spent about a year and a half, two years out in Chicago, loved the city, but was very longing to be back 
in Boston and all the blackjack stuff was really starting to really become a big thing then for me. Mm -hmm. And so I went and back to Boston and really focused on the blackjack stuff and started doing a lot of startups and did the water polo stuff and really like kind of like made my life in Boston, which I really loved. Yeah. Gotcha. Boston's great. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, we've got a lot more to get into, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Meet the Bigs. This is the Loyal Littles Podcast with Chuck and Roxy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And Roxy, how lucky are we? Very, very lucky. We have Mm -hmm. Jeff Ma with us. And we're hearing this just great story. Mm -hmm. And why don't we uh, get right into, let's mention the book again. It's called Bringing Down the House, right? Yeah, it's Bringing Down the House. The movie's called 21. It's funny because when Bringing Down the House came out, Queen Latifah had just done that movie with Steve Martin called Bringing Down the House. Yes. And so when the movie yeah. was coming out, we couldn't call it Bringing Down the House. And it was actually pretty funny because like people would be like, oh, you bring down the house to 21 or you Queen La- who's Queen Latifah playing you? So, so. <laughs> That's awesome. You should be like, I am. I remember no. when that came out. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, Littles, we have even better news for you. You probably don't know this, Jeff, but we have a Little that has his own bookstore. It's a privately independent owned bookstore called Aaron's Books, yep. named after his son. Yep. And he has, he has a deal for us and they have the book. So Littles, Head over to Aaron'sBooks.com. Don't forget to use our code LLPOD. In the comment section. In the comment section, you'll get your 15% off on bringing down the house. So go make sure you get your copy of that. Now, let's get into your relationship with TK. How did that all happen? And when you started picking games and stuff like that? Oh, my gosh. So we've told the story a couple of times. And at this point, I feel like I feel almost bad for Tony for telling the story because he clearly... He clearly is very embarrassed about it now that he thinks about it. And the more that I know him now, the more that it was almost out of character for him to do what he did. Mm -hmm. So I was working for ESPN at the time. So I did two years on air for ESPN as a guy picking games. And so uh, they called me or, or it was their first predictive analytics expert. And, you know, it was, this is 10 years ago, right? So like sports betting was not legal really in the U S widely. And this was like dipping our toes into this idea of analytics and betting and all that kind of talk on TV. And so I was at the Super Bowl doing live Sports Center hits. And, you know, that is kind of the pinnacle of TV analysis, right? You're doing this live on Sports Center you know, for the Super Bowl, talking about betting on the Super Bowl. And that day I had done a, a live hit where they asked me to do some prop bets for fun. And they kind of said, what do you think the odds of Katy Perry kissing Lenny Kravitz on the lips during the halftime show? And I made up some funny analysis and all this kind of stuff. And as I was saying this, Lenny Kravitz walks onto the set and says, oh, no, 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 no that's not going to happen. And then they go into an interview with Lenny Kravitz. Now, I was done with my segment. This was all obviously staged. Mm -hmm. And as they were going into the segment, I basically left the stage, right? Mm -hmm. And so for anyone watching it, it seems, I guess, a little bit awkward because it went from like this wide shot. They go into uh, Lenny Kravitz. And then when they go to the wide shot again, I'm gone. Mm -hmm. And Tony sees me and starts talking to me at this. So I I was also super excited because I was going to the ESPN Super Bowl party, which I don't think I'd ever been to in my life. And and not only was I going as a, 
I was going as like a talent. I use that term very loosely as it pertains to my TV abilities, <laughs> but I was going as quote unquote talent. And so, you know, Tony Kornheiser, I meet him, I start talking to him and he goes, oh my God, you're the guy. How embarrassing must that, that have been for you to just be vaporized like that? You just disappeared. Because I guess they had been watching the show as they prepped for PTI in their hotel room and had seen me sort of like vaporize. And he, Tony was like, that just must like, I don't know if he thought I like got kicked off the set or whatever, right. but he was like, so we started talking and he said, you know, you kind of seem like a guy that doesn't have much money. I bet if I gave you $50 to, and I won't say exactly what he's saying, but there was a certain uh, sports center personality. I think that he did not particularly like that I was working <laughs> with. And he wanted me to say something slightly offensive to that person and he was like, oh, you know, if I bet if I gave you $50, you would do it. And then he just kind of like walked away. Well, Matt Kelleher, who's one of his PTI producers, you know, I think felt kind of bad for me and kind of like stood there and started talking to me and asked me a little bit about my backstory. And then he said, oh, my God, Tony loves that story. He's going to be so embarrassed when he finds out who you are. <laughs> and so Tony and he ended up going and grabbed me, Tony. Tony came back and kind of gave me his mea culpa. And then I think, you know, it took actually a couple of years after that before he invited me to actually come on to his. I don't think he had the podcast yeah. at the time then, no, or no, he had like right. a little bit of a radio show. Yeah. And, you know, he asked me to come on at one time. We told the story, you know, we just kind of tangentially passed. And then I think when he started thinking about having people on to pick games, he decided you know, that I would be a good one. And well, then ultimately, yeah. you know, we've gotten this, I think where it's what, this is probably next year will be like the fourth straight year yeah. mm -hmm. consistently that I've done. Yep. So it's been fun. So now my question was, did you know Tony before that moment? Did you know of him at least and stuff? I, of course I knew of him. Oh, okay. I did not. The thing is I had run in similar circles with Wilbon around some like business stuff that Wilbon was involved with. And so I had gotten to know Wilbon a little bit that way too. Yeah. So Tony and Wilbon have actually given me like pretty cool shout outs on PTI before. And like every once in a while, someone will text me and they'll be like, oh, Jeff, they just mentioned you on PTI. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that's the dream to get a shout out on PTI. I, I know, think, right? You know? It's, it's one of them for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Chuck and Roxy dream little, you know, right. <laughs> <laughs> we understand you have much bigger aspirations for sure. Now let's, uh, well, let's go into now your stuff, your podcast, Bet the Process. How did that all become? Yeah, so Rufus Peabody, who obviously they've mentioned on the show Absolutely. and has sort of become this cultural icon on yes. the show. So I've always loved sports. I've loved the idea of analyzing sports. And I made the joke about like talent and TV. And I'm not particularly good on TV. I'll be sort of the first to admit that. I do think I am good on podcasts and radio and that kind of thing. I think that's much more of a forum for me. Mm -hmm. And I also knew that like, as I was, I didn't know if I was ever going to like really do mainstream media again, would I be on Fox or would I be on ESPN? It just doesn't pay very much money for the level of effort and time it takes. Yeah. But I wanted to still be like relevant from a media perspective as again, quote unquote talent. I wanted to be relevant from a standpoint and have some sort of a platform. And so we just decided that the podcast would be a good platform to do that. And I th was thinking about like a good partner for it. And Rufus is sort of like a great foil for me because he is a professional better. He is deep in the numbers and, and whatnot. And Rufus actually was the, when I left ESPN, 
Rufus was the guy that kind of replaced me uh-huh. as the on-air sports betting guy. So he was like a natural guy to work with us on. So we just started doing it. And we honestly didn't take any, we, we still really have taken very little money. We've had a few shows that have been sponsored by a specific company that's doing a lot of like free to play games, but we haven't ever really wanted to take like sports book money or the natural like sponsors that you would think that we would take. And it's mostly because we wanted to be able to, yeah, we wanted to be able to have a very free editorial voice Mm -hmm. for what we wanted to talk about. And so we've literally paid money to do it. And then relatively recently, a company called N3 who works with influencers and podcasters and things like that bought into the podcast itself and gave us some money, gave us better equipment, helped us think through like production schedule more. And so for the last year, I would say we've gotten into much more of a professional product as a podcast, meaning like better mics, better sound, better cadence, all that kind of stuff. So, and I think we'd love to have the podcast evolve a lot, but I think at many levels, what it is, is it's a podcast about analytics with a betting angle where sports betting is a big theme But really, it's about process-driven thinking and how to, like, make better decisions in anything you do, sort of all through the lens of this idea of, of, like, sports betting. So, like, during the football season, we do give out a lot of picks, and we kind of do that kind of noisy stuff more because that's what people really want during the football season. But in the offseason, like, we just had Allison Levine on who – led the first all-women's summit of Mount Everest and has accomplished the Adventure Grand Slam, which is hike to the highest peak on every continent and ski to the North and South Poles. And so we had her on talking about like her life and journey. So we try to have some pretty interesting people wow, on that aren't yeah. just sports betters. That's really neat. And now speaking of the NFL season now, because some listeners are probably going to be curious about this. Do you on your podcast pick every game? Or do you, you know, because when you come on TK, you just do like three or four usually. Yeah, I typically do on TK now five games because I like to have some like level of consistency. So our format of our podcast is the first segment. Usually we talk about what's going on in our lives and like what's the latest things that we've been doing. And we also talk about our tilted moment of the week. Well, we kind of joke about like the kind of the worst thing that like when you go on tilt, like something happens to you and it just drives you to a point where you're not functioning correctly or thinking correctly. And so we talk about our tilted moment of the week. And then we usually go into an interview where we interview a guest. And then in the last portion of the episode, we usually go to some sort of a pick. And so that's where we'll probably usually pick a game or two each. Sometimes Rufus will give more or whatnot. And generally, that's all we do. Well, it's just fascinating to me. Yeah. Uh, Probably more than, I don't know, maybe Rock. Now that she saw the movie, maybe. Yeah. I mean, but... I mean, you mentioned how it's more about the the process and making better decisions. And I mean, that goes to really anything in life. Well, and Roxy, he always talks about there's value in this and stuff like that. I love Mm -hmm. it when you go into stuff like that. Mm. Full disclosure, I'm going to, I don't think it's embarrassing you, Roxy, but I played (laughs) them. We've watched about 45 minutes before I told her who it was. And she was like, wait, get out. That's who we're talking to tomorrow. I was like, you know, kind of thing. So it was, it was fun for me too. I like to do those. Listen, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to meet the littles, as we call it. Now, we are the Fun and Dumb podcast, so we're going to ask you some fun and dumb questions. We hope that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right, go ahead. That's just my sweet spot. Love it. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) All right. If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be? Oh, probably Hobbes. Ah, okay. okay. He's an imaginary stuffed animal or he's a real stuffed animal. (laughs) Right. But just to be able to just exist yeah. uh-huh. and not have to do anything and just like live in a world that Calvin lives in, I think that would be, that'd mm. be wonderful. Excellent. 
All right. If you hosted Saturday Night Live, who would you want to introduce as your musical guest? Wow. I think T-Swift. Okay. I mean, that would just be... Because if T-Swift was on, everyone would watch it, right? Yeah, like that that's would be, true. That, <laughs> that's a good point. That would be the, although they would probably just watch it for T-Swift. They wouldn't watch it for that's, necessarily me. Well, it's funny. We usually go that route. We say, now keep in mind, you're probably going to get to hang out with them at the after party. Right, so right. You might want it, that might you know, sway your answer a little bit. But mm-hmm. no, that's a good answer. That's a great answer. I mean, Excellent. she's booming right now. <laughs> okay. What three famous people, living or dead, would you want at your fantasy dinner party? Three, I'm going to say the first one, and it's going to sound like very controversial, not controversial, but very like, I want Jesus there. Okay. Not because I'm religious at all, but just because I want to be like, dude, give me a break. What's going on? Are you, yeah, is this real? Or are you like, <laughs> I would want to like, kind of like look into his soul, uh-huh. which is probably a very odd thing to say, look into Jesus's soul. But I'd want to look into his soul to understand whether he was full of shit or not. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for two and three. That's amazing. Okay. Number two, I, I got asked this question just with one of them in a, a college interview. And I remember I was interviewing at Yale and I didn't actually like end up applying to Yale, uh-huh. um, which would have been funny because then if I went to Yale, then Rufus and I would have also gone to the same school. So God, who would I want as my, like, it, well, my answer there, and I'll, I'll use this one just because it's so weird and eclectic, was Bobby Fisher. And uh, the reason was, was I was pretty into chess at the time. And I also just thought, what's it like to give up something at such a young age that you're so good at? Like, what makes you want to do that when you are like, you know, that whole idea that you're at the top and then you just kind of like give up. And so that was probably the next one. And then, um, God, I mean, the the sports figures, like, I, I don't know who I find. I love the Patriots, but I, I'm not a huge Brady. I, I probably, probably, probably Belichick. Okay. I find Belichick to be incredibly interesting. I've heard he's very different in real life than and outside of the media than he is in in, in what you see. Uh-huh. So I'm going to go with those three. They're very weird and eclectic, but I like it. Okay, and Chuck's a dope, as we all know. But that's one thing. I, we usually do that, actually, on this podcast, and we didn't even think to do that. And you've moved around so much. Where does your sports fandom lie? What are your favorite teams? What's your favorite sport, actually, as a fan? It's a good question. So I'm, my sports fandom is that I'm a Boston fan. Okay. Excellent. I grew up very much a Red Sox fan, yeah. and that was when baseball really, really mattered. Mm-hmm. Baseball, sadly, doesn't really matter anymore, so I don't think I'm very much of a baseball fan. I'm a football fan as a sport. I love the Patriots. I like basketball. I like love the Celtics. But the Celtics this season, this last playoffs was one of the most I didn't enjoy watching them in the playoffs yeah. at all. Crushing. And yeah. it was like they were a team and I'm good friends with the VP of basketball ops for the Celtics and I'll text him every once in a while about games and it was a hard season to be a Celtics fan. Absolutely. And that just sounds so dumb when you say it, but it did feel that way. Mm-hmm. And so it's hard for me to say like where my fandom really lies right now. I would say like football and basketball still in the Patriots, have, you know, obviously no one's going to cry for us, but they, they're in an interesting place right now where there's this whole Brady Belichick thing. And I will ride or die with Belichick until the bitter end. But unfortunately right now, the, revisionist history would look at Brady as the reason that they were so good. So yeah, I would say right now, probably Patriots Celtics. Okay. Excellent. Awesome. All right. What reality show do you think you would be the best on? Ooh, 
So like we're talking about like Survivor, yeah, Survivor Amazing, Amazing Race, Race. Bachelor. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. They when I was not married yet, and a couple of the women that worked for one of the companies I started sent in an application for me to be on the bachelor no way. and wow. the bachelor producers actually called me and talked to me for a while. And what they wanted me to do was send them a couple pictures, most with my shirt off, as yep. they were saying. And like, there was just the whole thing. <laughs> yep. And they also, you need to be a suitor before you can become the bachelor. And the suitor piece just did not seem particularly appealing to me. Yeah. So I ended up not doing. Yeah. I cannot wait um, for the emails into the big show about that because <laughs> I bet you Tony did not know that. <laughs> That's become our, one of our favorite things is when we have like some of the bigs on and he talks to these people, you know, once every other week or, mm-hmm. you know, once a month, whatever it is. And then he's like, wait a minute, Mark Feinstein wanted to be a movie guy. He was, he wanted to be a, a movie director. director. Yeah. He didn't want to be a sports writer right. and stuff like that. And he's like, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's hilarious when people find these things out. That's great. Well, I, I never answered the question, which is like, what, what show would I actually want to go, which I think I would be good on. I kind of feel like I might be good at amazing. I mean, Survivor, I just wouldn't like. I'm I'm friends with Poverty Shallow. I don't know if you guys watch uh, Survivor, yes. but like uh, she, the stuff that she's gone through and yeah. whatnot. You guys can have her on the show sometime because that she's, uh, we would love hey, that. Jeff, our 200th episode was Rick Devins because yes. he's a little. Yeah, I don't know if you knew there that. There we go. He, he was famously the one. You know, he shouted the cheeserie on Survivor. Yeah. So he was very nice to come on for our 200th episode. Mm-hmm. And that was such a great time. I mean, poverty. Hello. Oh, that would be amazing. Hello. That'd be amazing. <laughs> I'm she's, a big fan. I'm a she's big fan. awesome. Yeah. No, I we're, loved watching. We're her real play. big survivor fans. Jeff, yep. we could hang. We're big survivor fans. We're diehard Red Sox. She's Patriots. Yep. <laughs> even though I live in, even though we live in New York, yeah. it's rough, but we do it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Roxy, let's end with some quick rapid fire and we'll All get right. out of here. Coke or Pepsi? Coke or Diet Coke. Okay. All right. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Smooth or crunchy peanut butter? I don't get crunchy. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's just, why do I want this stuff in my peanut butter? <laughs> All right, now, now we're questionable. Jeff. No, Wait, I'm I love kidding. it. I love All it. All right, Uranus jokes, not funny or never not funny? Bad jokes are never not funny. Okay. I mean, they're like, I, I had a speech two days ago, and there was a Q&A portion of it. And, you know, there was like 400 people in the crowd. And people weren't asking questions at first. All I started doing was telling dad jokes for a while. And I told them, like, unless they ask questions, they were keeping coming and the jokes weren't going to get any better. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite dad joke? I mean, I like the why was the tomato embarrassed? Why? Because it saw the salad dressing. Excellent. I, I'm a big fan of dad yeah, jokes. Yeah, we had a run of those for a while, mm-hmm. and they've kind of slowed down a little bit. But we still get them every once in a yeah, while. They, people yeah. will do them and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But Well, listen, <laughs> Jeff, we can't thank you enough for coming on to Meet the Littles. Now, let's plug everything again. I know we talked about a lot of the stuff, but you have your podcast, the book, the movie, all that stuff. Uh, we can find your podcast wherever we get podcasts, right, I assume? Yeah, it's called Bet the Process. Once a week, usually drops around Wednesday or Thursday during the football season. Very focused on football in the off season, mm-hmm. focused around the process of making bets, picking games, or living life. Yeah. Excellent. Nice. And again, the book is called Bringing Down the House. You can find it at aaronsbooks.com. Make sure you use our code LLPOD in the comments section for your 15% off. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Uh, over. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Nice. All right. Well, Jeff, thank you so much again for taking the time. We know the Littles are really going to love this, and we really appreciate the time. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. Hi, this is JJ from Chattanooga, Tennessee, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast. 
on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And thank you, Jeff, for coming on to meet the Littles. Fascinating. Uh, fascinating. Mm-hmm. That whole Littles, if you haven't seen the movie, if you're not a book person, because I haven't even read the book. Yeah. I, I'm intrigued by it now. Yeah. But the movie, and I get it, you know, the whole Kevin Spacey thing, but I'm telling you, the movie 21. Just fascinating. Mm-hmm. And just the idea, the concept, yep. and what he must have gone through. It's just cool. And we're just so lucky because, you know, when he goes on the big show, we don't get to hear those things. Yeah. You know, that kind yeah. of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we really appreciate him taking the time. We appreciate when all the bigs come on and meet yeah, the littles. That's right. so great. Right. But, Roxy, we need to get back to the matters at hand. Okay. As we know, it's July 4th. Yes. It's July. That means summer's here. It's here. So that can mean only one other thing. And since today is July 4th, we're giving you an extra day in case it sneaks up on you. A month plus one. A month plus one day. It will be (laughs) Summer of Littles. Yeah. So here to talk all about it. It's becoming a ritual. We love it. Please welcome back to the podcast for five mediocre minutes, Bob Walsh. Hey, Bob, how's it going? It is going terrific. It is just spectacular. I miss Jingle Fest, but I have looked at all of the pictures and all (laughs) the video and you guys look like you were having such a good time. And I'm just so thrilled that you all got down there. And that really, that you know, that the little seemed to be having just a spectacular time there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Jingle so, Fest missed you. It was so sure. much fun, though. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it's now Jingle Week. Yeah. Jingle Fest Week. I mean, Jingle right. Fest oh, right then. Like we joked, we pretend we kicked it off right. on Tuesday with a great episode with Pablo Torre. Mm-hmm. And, and then just Wednesday was the game. And then Thursday was this. And Friday was that. Yeah, it, was, it's just, it's, it was awesome. It was crazy. Every, every day. Every day something going on. I prefer Jingle Week to Jingle Palooza, but, you know, <laughs> All right. you know, your miles may vary. So, okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, we've got to get to more important. Now that Jingle Fest is Behind in the past, us. in the past, mm-hmm. uh, which we all love, we now have something new to look forward to yes. every year. Now, this is five, right? This is number five. So we're obviously talking about Summer of Littles 5. Yep. Conveniently on August 5th. 5th. So you got two five. It's easy to remember. August 5th. Just remember the number five. As I believe it was Lee Gordon, right, who coined the phrase, August right. now has a holiday. Yes. So August That's 5th. right. So, Bob, what do we need to know about this year? I have some questions for you, but let's go ahead first. Do you have anything? So I would tell everybody to go to summeroflittles.com and take a look at whether there's currently a venue scheduled near them. So we have a lot of uh, venues that we've done before. But there are new things and, and new people, and it, it's pretty oh, exciting. Oh, that's great to hear. And actually, some even, it's funny, this is a subtle way to do it, I think, but Summer of Littles is already starting to expand, shall we say? Because it is. correct us if we're wrong, there is one on Friday evening, correct? That is correct. We made an accommodation for the Table Rock venue in Missouri. There was a slight glitch in terms of programming. And, and at the end of the day, it's, this is about, you know, littles getting together. Yes. And so right. that was not a, a big stretch to just change that up and let uh, the Table Rock uh, venues kick things off. Okay. Right. Now, well, as we also know, that's probably if Tiny Chuck was to get to a venue, that will be the venue. Mm-hmm. We think it's on purpose to entice us right. to get there because that happens to be Roxy's birthday. It is. So we think that's why they're it really is. doing it. They're throwing mm-hmm. a surprise party for Roxy, mm-hmm. I think. So, <laughs> and it, I'm just well, going to say it might work. It might work. Well, I'm sure that Alex and Brian are going to listen to this and I'm sure that they will uh, accommodate things appropriately. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So, so. All right. Well, Bob, we had a few questions related and we wanted to get sure. your take on them. 
because we're always doing this every year and we don't yeah. want this to get old and stale. So we need to mix it up a little bit. Right. So we were yep. curious if you're hosting, correct, in Connecticut, correct? We are. Okay. If you weren't hosting, which one would you want to go to? Oh, well, that's a difficult question to answer, in part because having done this for five years and have gotten to know the various hosts through emails and phone calls and those sorts of things, and most of the hosts I've never met in person. Mm -hmm. And so that makes it very difficult to answer because they're all terrific people and it'd be terrific to meet all of them. This year, I think, though, this is going to be a multi-part answer to your question, but uh, I guess this uh, what I would start with is we have a really unique venue this year, right? We have Hot Pink Hangover uh, right. is going to uh, host in Minneapolis. We've been working on that for over a year. Danny and I started talking about this before Summer Littles 4, and just uh, we were not able to sort of pull things together in order to do it last year. And so mostly because, you know, Tony laments the fact that the band is broken up. And so bringing the band back together, I thought would be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, that is amazing. And then we were really sort of fortunate, you know, anybody who wants to live stream that concert is going to be able to do so. Yeah. And so yeah. I think that's going to be a really terrific opportunity cool. for the Littles. Yep, absolutely. That's a great answer. Yeah. I would just stick with that. Yeah, so I mean, I think I'd start there. I think that there are some new venues with now familiar faces, right? We have Jason Fema and Shy Bear Brewing yeah. yes. are going to be hosting as well as Jake and is going to be uh, handling the Syracuse venue with Hafner's Tavern. So that's pretty exciting. Something that you guys don't know is that I've actually never been out of the United States. Oh. And so for that reason, sort of either going up with Christian LeBlanc Mm. in uh, Yarmouth or the Holdens at Red Tape Brewery up in Toronto, those would be really cool. And then I think the other part is, is, as I said before, is spent a lot of time with a lot of these folks in various sort of settings. And so um, it would be fun to spend some time with the charter venues, with Denver, which Robin Cowie is going to be hosting that. And she's Mm. just a bundle of energy, to say the least. Mm -hmm. It would be great to be in D.C. with Dina and that whole crowd in the DMV, who you guys spent most a lot of time with, Jingle Fest. You know, and of course, then there's the model for building a venue, Ed Butt in uh, Frankfort, Michigan, at, at Storm Cloud Brewing, which started with, year one ed basically sitting at the at the end of the bar drinking by himself yeah and now has become a place where people plan their vacations around yeah Yeah. absolutely Uh, absolutely I mean, so that's been pretty cool. Roxy, I think that was the ultimate Will Bonding the question I know. I've ever heard. <laughs> if but he's well, no, I, those are great answers, okay. though. Absolutely. Yeah, but, but, I know. They're great. So I, I have one other thought about that, though, is, is, you know, if I really had my choice, I think that I would go to one of the less well-attended venues yep. mm. where the hosts have been tremendously faithful over the years. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, and I'm thinking about Jason Welch in Tampa, the Tallahassee venue. Frank Lynch out in Park City, Utah, and of course the great Don Hammock in Biloxi. And yes. I, I think that Biloxi is where I would end up because of Don, because I think he probably has great stories. Yeah. And also because of the shrimp and grits. So, like I said, lots of I'm dropping a lot of names. I wish I had their episode numbers. Well, to that's go what along I was going to say. If had we known what your answers were going to be, we would have looked them but up. That's okay. Littles, Most of go those to our people, website and you can find them. Go to our website loyallittlespod.com. You can search. There's a search bar. You just type, type in, in some name. of those names, yep. especially Robin and, you know, of course Ed Kristen and Chris yeah. they're great. Now, of course, I have the obvious next question would be, where do you wish there was a venue that we haven't confirmed one yet, Bob? <laughs> well, 
so this has always been sort of a no pressure situation. Now, I, you know, and the fact of the matter is, is, you know, I've just reeled off probably 12 or 13 of the venues, yeah. you know, of the 34 that we have confirmed so far. So we have an abundance of riches and I, I'm so thankful for that. You know, and the purpose of this is to give folks who can't travel to sing, to Jingle Fest right. a Jingle Fest-like experience. Yep. But so to that end, it sort of seemed to me that, you know, that there are some population centers that really have never had, you know, in-person venues. I'm thinking about Miami. There was a very small gathering in Houston, and that sort of petered away. We don't have one in Columbus this year. Mm-hmm. Of course, Carla Corrado is off doing something else. In Chicago, we've always had, had difficulty, notwithstanding the fact, well, we can challenge Wilbon on the fact that why it is we don't have any of them. But so those are places where we've had venues in the past, but for whatever reason, we're not having one today yeah. or, or this year. But then there are a couple other places that are kind of surprising to me, like Philadelphia and Atlanta. We've never oh, had oh. Uh, yeah. venues in either one of those places. Okay. Yeah. So we're probably about two weeks out. The cutoff for submission of venues is okay. the 15th of July. Absolutely. So in about two weeks, but well, first of all, let's just say it out there. Just go to summeroflittles.com yes. and that will have all the info. It'll give you the cutoffs. Mm-hmm. It'll show you all these venues that we do have, mm-hmm. things like that. And all the information will be there. Now, when are you going to start asking for reservations after all the venues are solidified, I assume? Correct. So okay. probably the just after we've cut off the submission of venues and we've published all the ones that we have at that point, we'll redo the website so that there'll be an RSVP button on each of the individual venues web pages. So you just click that, fill Perfect. out the, the form and that will let me and the, uh, the hosts know that you're coming. Love it. Gotcha. And littles who are hosting, please start getting those ideas together for bumpers. We will be more than happy to, oh, to, to prom- promote. We do the work for you. You just have to set up the location and yep. be there. Yep. We'll do the work for you. Bob yep. does a great job with the website. Mm-hmm. We like to think we do a pretty decent job here on the podcast. We'll get you a bumper. We'll be playing it for you so people yes. will know you're going to be there and yes. hopefully they'll RSVP. So if you're interested in having a venue, just reach out. All my contact information is on the website uh, and just reach out and let me know. But if for whatever reason you don't want to host a venue um, and, you know, I used to say that, you know, that... Uh, for folks that uh, would rather just stay at home and uh, eat their ice cream off the sink, you know, we, we do have the virtual venue. Michael Wind and Eric Barnes are both going to host the virtual the Zoom call this cool. year. And that has been a blast. Yeah. Um, yeah. The year. So, like I said, just because there's not a venue near you and, and or because you're not interested in really sort of hosting, you know, that doesn't mean that you can't participate and uh, you'll have an opportunity to join the virtual venue. All right. Amazing. Well, Bob, always a pleasure. Yes. Thank you so and much. Thank you thank for you all you so do much with this. For every, like I said, you know, you guys do all the work. And so that's, it's much appreciated in terms of getting the word out. And like I said, you guys enjoy Jingle Fest. And this is uh, hopefully an opportunity for, I love the term that's come up. That I've never met a little out in the wild. Yeah. Um, well, this <laughs> is, you know, creating an opportunity for people to meet littles in the wild. Love it. Absolutely. Love it. All right, Bob. Well, thanks as always. We really appreciate it and hope to see you soon. I hope to see you guys soon as well. And uh, again, thank you for everything that you're doing in terms of the littles in general. Oh, it's our pleasure. Yes. All right. Take care, Bob. Good. Roxy, always so great to talk to Bob. Always. I, that was so good. Yeah. it's He does so much for yeah. the Summer of Littles yep. stuff, and we really appreciate it. And like we said, Littles, if all of that went too fast or anything like that, it'll all be in our show notes. But basically, you just go to summeroflittles.com. Yes. That's the easiest thing to do. All the information will be there. And you can get in touch with Bob through that website. Mm-hmm. 
you know, if you want to be a host, I mean, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to be if, especially if there's not one in your town. Right. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of fun. It's really easy. So, all right, Roxy. Well, we're ready to close out, but we do have a few emails we wanted to get to. Okay. We heard from Rick Franzosa. It's one of my new favorite names. Episode TBD. Yes. Chuck may not have recognized the reference, but I immediately recognized Nat King Cole's Lazy, Hazy, Crazy Days of Some. How do, is that good? Sort um, of. Oh, close. not really. You can not, say no. No, it wasn't. It was close, though, yeah, until the a, end. That's what you did. Roll out those lazy, hazy, crazy days of summer. Okay, now we're going to roll the tape. up at the end. It's, well, I, I also didn't do end. that. Let's roll. What's the first part? Roll out those. Roll, I just went lazy, hazy, crazy days of summer. There you go. Well, I was close. You were close until wow. the end. I didn't know you we were, we were going to be end. pitch perfect here. <laughs> I didn't realize. Wow. What's up, dog? What's that guy's name? What? From American Idol. What's up, dog? I don't know. All right. For Rick's sake, I'm going to almost start over. Okay. okay. He, he said, but I immediately recognized Nat King Cole's lazy, hazy, crazy summer days of summer from my childhood. Roxy, you are truly an old soul. Thank you. Absolutely. Okay. Now, this was another little thing. We're, we, it always comes back to Eric Londrigan this episode, I feel like, <laughs> episode four. There, this wasn't a picture he drew, but a picture he posted. Okay. And it was bags of popcorn, but the one in the front was ketchup popcorn. What? Now... We're going to play this little game. Now, this is from another podcast I listen to, Girls Beer Sports. Yeah. And they do this little thing called Take It or Leave It. Okay. Okay? Catch a popcorn. Are you taking it or leaving it? Leaving it. What do you mean leaving it? You haven't even tried it. it. I don't have to. So you're not even going to, like, give it a shot. Ketchup chips, fine. Ketchup popcorn, no. Okay. Leaving it. All right. I'm going to have to leave it, too, I think. (laughs) Okay. I love ketchup. (laughs) So what up, Chuck? (laughs) Why are you getting on me about it? <laughs> well, one of us has Come to on, take man, the bullet. What are we even doing out here, One man? of us has to take the bullet, and from time uh, to time, I think it needs to be Roxy. <laughs> I, I'll agree with that. Okay. No, I mean, ketchup popcorn just makes me... It doesn't me, sound appealing. Well, <laughs> Lee Gordon had something to say, episode 80. Ketchup-flavored chips sort of make sense, but this... Blech. <laughs> also, if you <laughs> want ketchup on your chips, put ketchup on your chips. There you I go. Mean, you could just dip a chip in ketchup. You could. I guess. That's you a good could. point. So... All right, and then we heard from a really good friend from far, far away. It says, Chuck and Roxy, hello from Auckland. I just wanted to say what a fantastic episode it was and your excellent interview with Pablo Torre, episode 240, that is. You did that thing that all good interviewers do, help to understand the person being interviewed better. As ever, I wish you both all the best. Michael, episode 41, and still the longest distance for an appearance. That's very true. That's very true. That's very true. Now That's very true. It's so nice to hear from you. Yeah, it was. It's really good to hear from him. We might have to get the mileage tape thing out because we kind of lost track of this person. There was someone I thought from Singapore that wanted to be interviewed. And we haven't set that up yet. We have to do that. And I'm not sure if that's, I would think that's further away, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Australia is pretty far away. Very far away. So I'm not sure. Okay. And one more quick one. Rup Sharma. Uh-oh. Episode 48, right? 48, I believe. Okay. He says, in regards to sit in the shots, thanks for clearing the record. Also, I had more stuff I could have shared about Sid, <laughs> but I was holding on to that just in case I needed to use it. Ooh. Rupesh, <laughs> what up? <laughs> wow. I'm wiped, Roxy. What Jam- an jam-packed episode. episode. We really appreciate we hope you all the littles. As much as we did. Yeah, absolutely. Dana Damascus, Bob Walsh, and of course, the one and only Jeff Ma for coming on yes. to meet the littles today. We really appreciate all our guests. 
and Roxy. We need to get out of here. So tell everyone how to get in touch with us. Go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. Yes. And if you do listen to us on Apple and iTunes, please don't forget to give us a nice rate and review over there. We really appreciate it. And as always, if you need a book, go to aaronsbooks.com. And the most important thing is when you're checking out in the comments section, don't let that throw you. Yeah, it's There fine. is a code box, but you don't put it there. No. You put it in the comment section. At checkout. And when you do that and complete your order, he will deduct it from your bill and he will send also you send a you a, a cute little message yeah. that says La Cheeserie. Spoiler alert. Yeah. And so to make sure that you know it's all going through and all that stuff. Yep. So we have had so many people with books on lately. Yeah. It's been great. And Roxy, the most important thing about all of this is don't forget to use the code, people. Bye. Oh, my God. Tony loves that story. Catalog and loves fast wounds and canicles and sacred tunes. Another perfect harmony. Every day is an endless dream. Oh,
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Oh my God, you're the guy. Oh yeah.